0: Welcome back to the Grounded Magic podcast. Today's an exciting day. We have Dominique Laundrie in the house. Dominique is a friend of mine who I met at a conference several years ago. And as soon as we met each other, we just knew we were kindred spirits and needed to be in each other's lives. And I just love who she is in this world and the difference that she makes. So um, I'm really excited to uh, share Dominique with all of you, the Magi Nation, and let me tell you a little bit about her. Dominique embodies a unique synergy of professional paths. 30 years as a dedicated divorce lawyer, 10 years as an insightful mediator, and five years as a transformative high-performance coach. More than just a legal expert, she's a soulful guide and empowering coach journeying alongside women as they navigate the transformative path of divorce. Her rich tapestry of experience, coupled with her own personal journey through divorce, shapes extraordinary divorce experiences that are as much about personal growth as they are about legal resolutions. Her approach is deeply heart-centered, focusing on the emotional and spiritual well-being of her clients as much as their legal needs. Dominique believes that every divorce, including her own, is an opening to a more authentic and fulfilling life. Through her compassionate guidance, she helps women uncover their inner strength and resilience, turning the upheaval of divorce into a journey of self-discovery and renewal. As a beacon of empathy and wisdom, Dominique creates a safe, nurturing space for women to heal, grow, and reimagine their futures. She is not just navigating legal processes she's inspiring a journey towards a life filled with greater joy, purpose, and heart-centered living. So welcome, Dominique, to the Grounded Magic Podcast. Hello, Magi Nation. Welcome back to the Grounded Magic Podcast. I'm your host, April Tarot. And I'm Sabrina Marie Chase. And welcome, welcome, welcome. It's so exciting to have you, the lovely Dominique, in the house. Hello, Dominique.
1: I am so excited to be here finally. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, it's an absolute honor. Dominique and I met at a a convention, a conference. It was like a whole bunch of really amazing speakers up on stage. And I sat down in the morning and she sat down beside me and we spent the entire day falling in love with each other. Like, just like, who is this amazing woman who sat next to me? And we literally talked for like 16 hours straight, I think. And we didn't leave each other's side. We went to every session together. We sat, we talked just, and we've just been really good friends ever since. So it's such a privilege and an honor to know you and to have you here. I love what you stand for. So thank you for coming and being part of the grounded magic world. Thank you. It really was magic. I think that brought us together. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. And I just, I love, I love that you're here. So thank you. Thank you for being here. So we'll start our podcast like we start every
1: other episode. Dominique, what is magic to you? Um, so because I listen to your podcast, I've been thinking in preparation for this about what magic means to me. And what first comes up with me is um, what I consider synonymous with magic is possibility. So right when I think of magic, I think that anything is possible. Right. Um, but I think, in terms of like what it means, when I think of like where are instances where I've described an event or an experience as magical, like our meeting, right? Like to me, that was magical. It, it, what's the um, common thread through experiences that you describe as magical? And I think what happens is it's a combination of things. It, it's easy, right? It's effortless. You can't explain how it happens. You couldn't probably recreate it if you tried. And yet it exceeds any expectations that you had, right? Like every time I think there's like five or six different life experiences that I can think recently that I described as magical. Um, In fact, one, my partner and I left a social situation. It was so funny because we got in the truck and we closed the door and we looked at each other like, what just happened? And we both described it as magical. Like, you know, like we were experiencing it as magical at the same time and it was effortless and it, it well exceeded our expectations. Yeah. Magic's very cool. I love all of
0: that. I also love your relationship and how that became, that was magical too, but I'm sure we'll get into that in a little bit.
2: So Dominique, Your life, like every life, is made up with many different magical experiences and key experiences. And I'd love for you to tell us just a little bit about how this whole tapestry of your life brought you here to this moment, how it created who you are now. And then you can tell us a little bit about who you are now.
1: Yeah. Like everyone, it feels impossible to condense 56 plus years of life into, you know, two minutes. Um, And so I always struggle with this question. I, let's start with the end and work back. Ah, Let's start with the end and work backwards from there. Um, I believe every experience that I've had, especially the hard ones, have uh, been by design and have brought me to a place where I can make my difference in the world. And without, uh, without any single one of those, I would not be who I am. And I would not be um, perfectly suited to do the work that I do. And, and I just feel crazy fortunate that I feel like I know what my purpose is, and I'm equipped to fulfill it. Like, not everyone gets that right. And who knows, maybe never, maybe until later. And so, Uh, I'll start by saying that. Um, And then I guess I'll add to that. Some of those experiences include uh, 20 years as a family lawyer that were incredibly unfulfilling um, and two divorces. That brings me to a place about uh, 10 years ago where I realized uh, I had been living my life As a passenger, sort of like randomly allowing the universe or God to deliver whatever experiences to me I was worthy of and not realizing, uh, A, that I could be in the driver's seat and B, that there was incredible value in being in the driver's seat. Um, And so the last 10 years have been incredible and I've been on a journey of learning. Um, gosh, the emotion, it's still so fresh every day. It's it's fresh every day. Um, I've spent the last 10 years learning how to create an extraordinary life for myself. Seven of those years I spent single, and my life was still extraordinary. I've been in a relationship now for uh two, almost three years. Um and it's no less magical but the beauty of it is is my life was extraordinary while i was learning how to create an extraordinary life for myself my life was extraordinary it's not a destination that sounds so corny but it's really not right it's not it's a journey it's a process and the the 20 years between when i was or the i guess 25 you know the when i was 20 to to 45 um that whole life experience caused me to sort of be like, wait a minute, there's got to be another way to do this. Right. Um, Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. So just to kind of
0: pull out some threads of that there. So you, you were a divorce lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yes. Th- okay. And then you were, you had two divorces of your own. Yes. And you were working in mediation, which is a unique way of be a divorce lawyer.
1: Yes, the la- so I've been so the first twenty years of my career was sort of a traditional adversarial family lawyer. Um, mm-hmm. The first ten, the next ten, I worked for government. I wanted to make a difference. I became a lawyer because I wanted to make a difference. I quickly realized being a family lawyer, a traditional family lawyer, not making a difference. I felt like I was making people's lives worse, really. Mm-hmm. So I went to government for the next ten years, managing courts, thinking that might do it. It did not, but it introduced me to mediation. And and uh, I have specialized in divorce mediation for the last 11 years, almost 11 years.
0: And so I, I kind of alluded to it, but I love how you created your relationship. Can you tell us more, if you're willing, about creating your relationship that you're in now?
1: Yeah, I say I Frankensteined him Um, you know, when we talk about creating, I, I, so after my second, after I ended my second marriage, I was like, what the actual, how did this happen again? How did I get here? Did I learn nothing? Like life isn't supposed to, this isn't the way it's supposed to go. It's not, wasn't, wasn't what I had planned. I thought I learned. I didn't. And so I spent a lot of, I was deliberately single for probably five years, learning about who I am and what I want and and creating this vision for my life and having it be really trying to to, to get honest and dig down deep inside to know what do I want? Not what do I want in relation to somebody else? How do I feel about about being in a relationship with someone or what somebody likes or how, no, just me and who I am and what I want, what my strengths, what my weaknesses are, what lights me up. Um, And trying to get super clear on the vision I had for my life because I realized that um, certainly my second marriage ended because we didn't have a shared vision for the future. And had I, A, known what my vision for the future was, before I met my second husband, because he's absolutely lovely, absolutely lovely, and we had a very deep, loving connection, but we didn't have a shared version of vision for the future, so that became obvious. After about 10 years together, it became obvious. Had I taken the time to get clear on what my vision was and communicated, of course, and chosen accordingly, I would be in a different place, so I was like, okay, this is how we're going to do this going forward so i got crystal clear on the vision that i had for my life and what that meant friendships uh close relationships career uh physical emotional health uh finances everything and once i knew what i wanted overall then i asked myself all right what do you want a life partner what kind of person would fit into this plan and likely share your vision for the future. So I actually went through this exercise. I, I read, I read all the things. And so there was this manifest, manifestation exercise in a book that said, write out a hundred things you don't want in a relationship and and draw a line down the center of the page. On the left-hand side, write, write down a hundred things that you don't want and then cross each one out. And on the right-hand side, write what you want instead. And at first I was like, ooh, manifesting. I thought you weren't supposed to talk about what you don't want. But when you're trying to do a hundred things, it's really easy to come up with a hundred things you don't want. Really Mm -hmm. easy. Harder to come up with the ones you do. But if you start what you don't want and then just do the opposite, it was super easy. So I took a weekend. I had all these 3M sheets all around my bedroom on the walls. I took the whole weekend cuz you know, and went through it. And so I did it and then I tucked it away, rolled it up, put it away cuz that's what they said to do. Once you're done, put it away and, you know, forget about it. And um and then I would uh, write letters. I wrote, I think maybe 3 or 4 cuz he took his sweet time in coming. I wrote 3 or 4 letters to my future partner as if he was here and talked about how much I appreciated the things that we had in our relationship that, that I wanted in my relationship. So I, I kind of lived into the vision, you know, you, you guys know this Mm -hmm. stuff. And then um, one day I had a dream and I dreamt about um, who's now my partner, uh, someone that I had worked with when I was in university. We worked in a restaurant together. I was a server and he was the uh, frontline cook staff. And uh, from 18 to 21, we worked together. And um, we weren't even really friends. We didn't go out on a date or anything like that. I had kind of heard through the grapevine that he might be sweet on me, but he'd never said anything to me. Nothing had come of it. And of course, we both went our separate ways. And But we always stayed in touch with the owners of the restaurant. So A handful of years before that, we'd become friends on Facebook. Like in 2017, we'd become friends on Facebook. And so um, we would, you know, like each other's stuff every now and again. But that's it. No conversations. So January 2020, uh, January 25th, actually, I... I have this dream. I wake up and I have this dream about Sean, who I had not thought of really. You know, I had this practice. I still have this practice. When someone comes to me in a dream that I don't see on a regular basis, I always reach out to be like, hey, are you okay? Because I don't know. I think that's God or the universe telling us to check in. So I did. I sent him a note on Facebook and said, don't think I'm crazy, but you came to me in a dream and are you Okay. And he said, uh, actually, I'm going through a bit of an existential crisis. And I remember thinking, I didn't think Sean Thompson knew how to use the word existential in a sentence. (laughs) We joke about it now, but I thought he was a little bit of a knuckle dragger, sweet and all. But, you know, not too smart, not too sophisticated. Turns out he's brilliant he's lovely he's sensitive he's so we start texting back and forth and um anyway we then COVID hits so we uh our relationship was texting sending these messages and we would have these deep conversations about the world and life. And like, we never started a conversation with, hey, how was your day? Like, that's not how those conversations went. And then eventually we spoke on the phone and then eventually we FaceTimed. But because of COVID, he was living in Alberta and I'm in New Brunswick, provinces were closed. We didn't
0: sorry, just, just for those who don't know Canadian geography because we well, have a global right. audience, mm. those are thousands of miles apart. Like that's a six or seven hour plane ride, right? Yeah, yeah forty, yeah, 40 like, five hundred kilometers. Mm-hmm. Forty five hundred kilometers, like th- very far. That's like very like far. two different coasts of the US. So they're very far apart. Okay. Five days.
1: On. Five days of steady driving, apparently. Wow. Um yeah. So yeah, so we couldn't we couldn't breathe the same air until July eleventh, twenty twenty one. It was the first time that we breathed the same air again in thirty five years, and uh, we met for coffee in Saskatoon. And uh, I was terrified that I mean our feelings were really strong for each other, but I thought like what if what if there's nothing there? Like what if you know it doesn't translate? Anyways, it did, and so fast forward I. I move and I find my list, my list of a hundred things. And I pull it out and I start looking. Ladies, I swear to God, we only ever got through half. Out of like 50, there was like two that he was iffy on. Like I, here's how I describe him. I say that he is the best parts of my first husband, my second husband, and my brother's. He's, I Frankenstein him together. He's with a little bit of extra. He, it's, it, it, I don't know. Magic is the only way really to explain it. I think,
2: yeah, it's very cool. Dominique, this is an amazing story. And can you also talk a little bit about how he transformed your life by entering it and how you transformed his? I'm just curious. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, So he um,
1: moved to New Brunswick almost two years ago now. And um, of course, I'd been single for seven years. So learning how to live with someone again was super interesting. That's been transformational. Um, This is the first time. Gosh, I'm going to get even more emotional. This is the first time. (sighs) Shoot. (laughs) Take your time. It's all good. Be with it. It's perfect. this is the first time I've been in a relationship with someone who has (laughs) believed in me probably more than I believe in myself. Beautiful. So that's huge. And, um, supports my goals and, and, never tires of me wanting to do better do more um make a bigger difference he never says uh my first husband said to me nothing's ever good enough for you and I and I carried that with me for years as a bad thing and it's only been recently that I realized that uh it's not a bad thing. it It might be one of my, it might be one of my strengths that I um, am always grateful for what I have and what I create and always wanting to create more. Um, so, um, being in relationship with someone who accepts you just as you are, but also believes in you and supports you to not make you feel like you're crazy for wanting to do, you know, big things um, has been. uh, Can I,
0: can I interrupt for a sec? I just got to say, you know, I don't know if you know, but I want to check in to see if you know that what your first husband said is so much more a reflection of him and his insecurities than of you and what you, what your potential and your possibilities are.
1: I know that that now. Yes. I I know that now (laughs) at the time I was like that I made it mean I'm impossible to please. Yeah. Took me a while. Mm. It's funny for a long time. I could have told you the moment when I learned that. But I carried it with me for, oh, a good... Look, I ended my first marriage in 2003, so 20 years ago. I for sure carried that with me for at least 10 of those years. Mm. For sure. Maybe 15. Mm. Yeah. Pa- words are so powerful, right? Mm. Words Especially so in powerful. heightened emotional situations. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's how... Uh, Sean has transformed uh, my
2: life. Um. So I just briefly want to say, I can't imagine that this wouldn't have had a powerful impact on what you do in the world now Mm. in terms of your own mission driven work. So I just want to turn it back to you to continue telling us how it's impacted you. But I, I'm just really curious about how this whole set of experience created what it is that you now give to the world back.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's given me proof of concept, right? It's shown me that when you start with the end in mind and you reverse engineer a plan to create that and you start taking steps actively towards that, like in you execute the plan and you assess and reassess along the way um, and Alter the plan, tweak the plan if you need to, you'll get there. And have patience for the plan. Right. So, patience. Let's talk about patience. Girls got none. (laughs) (laughs) And so, that's hilarious. And so, the universe is we're we're the same person, Dominique. Like, gosh. So, the universe has this ridiculous sense of humor, right? Because How to teach you patience. I'm going to make you fall in love with someone that you isn't like no one you've ever met. I'm going to put 4,500 kilometers between you and a pandemic so that there is no way nothing is going to allow you to be in the same space at the same time.
0: But even, even before you met him, because I knew you before you met him mm-hmm. and you were straight that you couldn't find this person uh-huh. you're like I'm manifesting him I'm putting it out there I know he's there yeah
1: yeah yeah those last I say like those last two or three years before I met him which would have been you and I met in the fall of 2019 so oh yeah I was like okay already I'm ready now what are you doing I've cleaned up my shit where are you What do you, what work are you still doing? (laughs) Get the work done already, which of course, then to come to find out he was right. He had been doing the work and the timing was absolutely perfect. And for me, um, having that space, not being able to be in person for what ended up being, you know, 18 months of our relationship was, um, I don't even know. I learned so much about myself and how to be in relationship and how not to be in relationship. Right. Like it was, I'd never experienced that before. And so that too set us up for success. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So the joke is, so when, um, you know, the first time that Sean would have met my friends, uh, you know, it, it would come up the, this cause it's a, it's a it's a quirky story. And he would talk about how patient I was. And my friends would be like, oh dude, she was not patient on this end. (laughs) She was not.
0: (laughs) And once you're there and you've got the relationship that it's like, okay, it was worth it. I get it. Right. But it's just, it's just such a great lesson. Like while we're in the process of manifesting what we want in life of maybe not right now, it's happening. It's like, the magic will happen and you need to trust the timing of it. Mm. And I never want to trust the timing of it. I want it now. I want it. I've done the work. I want it now. Yeah. And yeah, it's just really lovely to kind of see how everything kind of comes together for perfection at every moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. It was awesome. It is awesome. And I love, so this is also a different relationship in the flesh, like in person living together, it's completely different. Um, our level of communication is something that I knew was uh, necessary in a relationship. My divorce mediation clients have taught me the importance of communication. The success, the secret to a successful relationship is the same no matter the relationship. So as I'm spending 11 years helping couples. Bring their marriages to completion and transition to a purely co parenting relationship. They're teaching me how to have a successful relationship because the secret is the same. And communication um, is key. So, the secret to a successful relationship is deciding what you want that relationship to look like separately, asking yourself, What do I want this relationship to look like? What's the outcome I want? Coming together, communicating to share your visions and then lining up your expectations. In a separation, we then take that and we put it on paper and do a separation agreement. But it's the same. Imagine if people started relationships by going through that same exercise, getting clear on your vision for the relationship, coming together, sharing your visions, negotiating the pieces that don't aren't quite aligned. And here's the thing. The easiest part is lining up the expectations. It's not that hard. People seldom um, have really strong feelings about the same thing and they're in opposition. If they are, you probably don't have a shared vision for the future. You're probably not with the right person, right? But when you talk about like how to spend money or how often to have intimacy, usually even if there's differences, they're small and you can line those up. The hardest part, the hardest part is probably communicating. And the thing that most people don't do is ask themselves, we no one teaches us when we're in middle school or high school or university to ask ourselves, what do you even want this relationship to look like? Like, how do you define a successful relationship? I married my first husband because he was charming and he made me laugh and I felt taken care of. What? Like what? That doesn't work forever. It, it, all of those things were true, but we weren't the same type of person. We didn't. Anyway, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole. So once you realize the importance of communication is key to everything because you can't share what's on your heart. You can't share your vision for your life you can't communicate what's important to you if you don't have good communication tools. And so we butt heads. We we butt, we're both really strong personalities and um so every now and again we'll disagree on something. Here's what we find tell, ladies tell me if this is the same for you. What I've learned and I learned it in this relationship is uh, we call it like the 80/20. So when when one of us comes to the end of the day and we're depleted, we've got 20% left in the tank. If the other person has 80% left in the tank, we're golden, right? No problem. The person who has 80% can easily sort of, you know, pick up the slack and show up and hold space for the person who has 20. But when we come to the end of the day and each of us has 20% in the tank, no one can, no, we're looking for each other for something we can't give each other. And that's when we butt heads. And so here's what's, here's what's new. When that happens, and it has, it's happened probably a handful of times over the last um, two and a half, two years. Um, we do, we communicate whatever we can in the moment. But then when the emotion has passed, we always do a debrief. We always go back and say, so what happened there? Let's talk about what was going on for you and what was going on for me. And we learn from it. So we actually, we resolve something, right? Like we learn how to do things differently. And so it's never the same way twice. And so it's in those debriefs that we realized that when each of us feels depleted, um we just need we just call it. We just say it. You know what? Ugh, I've had a day and I got nothing left for you today. So that we we can line up our expectations and it's it's much much easier. Do,
2: do you guys have you guys experienced that? Totally. Oh, absolutely. 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 That's that's just part of a relationship and I've often told my partner, "Hey, um if you are spent and I'm okay, we're fine." And if You, if it's reversed, also fine. But if we're both in a bad place, that's when the hard things happen. And that's what you're saying. So I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree.
1: Well, I just learned that in this relationship.
2: Dominique, I have a question for you, too. Um, When I did your webinar at the Empowered Wild Woman Summit, I was so impressed precisely by the fact that you created entire lists of questions, very clear questions, not too threatening, but really clear and engaging questions for couples to do together as part of what you were offering. And I looked at that and I actually started doing those exercises. I just thought it was an amazing thing to give people, whether or not no, no matter whether they're together or not together, whether they're negotiating a separation or whether they just want to strengthen their own relationship. And I had never really seen anyone do that. And I thought the questions were great. And so I just would love for you to talk a little bit more about that. And are you making that available to people? Like, Can people get those questions to do with their partners?
1: Um, fun. Thank you. I love that, Serena. I, um, I loved doing that course. So let me say this. So, um, as a divorce mediator, who now I'm certified as a life coach, and and I'm uh, uh, starting very slowly to build a coaching business where I work with women one on one to help them navigate divorce, their divorce journey, and and rebuild after their divorce journey. We actually start rebuilding at the beginning, but that's that's on the down low. Um, uh, the secret is the secret is to make even when you're contemplating ending your marriage, if you start being intentional right there and ask yourself, what's my vision, right? What's my vision for the future and work backwards from there. You'll have a completely different divorce experience than if you just kind of go through it feeling like you don't have a choice, uh, like most people do. So whenever, so, so that's the bulk of my work. Um, and so working with women uh, through divorce. And so when I have opportunities to participate in summits like yours, talking about divorce, it's, not, it's a bit of a buzzkill. It's not really where we want to start. But because the secret to any successful relationship is the same, it, uh, it allows me to segue and to talk about how how to create I think the what I'd call that course is uh, how to create a level 10 relationship. And so I love doing that. Uh, I get i i I love doing, I get the gooseies doing that, and I love hearing that it's impactful and it's landing because, um I would love nothing better than to 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 restore every marriage um uh, that would I love marriage and I love love if you haven't noticed um, the the power though is in asking questions and asking powerful questions. It's about choosing curiosity over judgment. I mean, that's another secret that applies to every damn thing, right? If we, instead of jumping to a conclusion about what someone means by what they said or whatever, if we could just be like, huh, isn't that interesting? And, you know, I don't know if it's Tony Robbins or who it is that says, uh, the power, the, the, quality of our lives are determined by the quality of the questions we ask. Mm. Um, another common thing we see is the quality of our relationships. The quality of our life is determined by the quality of our relationships. Oddly enough, the quality of your questions will help the quality of your relationships, right? So it's about asking better questions and and not asking like, you know, uh, sort of like why, why, I don't know. Even if we're asking them of ourselves, like, why are you always late? Why? Why can't you ever finish anything? Those questions aren't helpful. Those. Those aren't powerful. Those. Those don't really help us grow or evolve or reach for something more. And so, if instead we can ask questions that invite. A more powerful answer, right? A more powerful question will invite a more powerful answer. And a powerful answer is one that allows us to create more of what we want, not more of what we don't want. Yeah. A
2: powerful answer is something that gives back to the person the opportunity to create change, something that empowers them, that they can do something about. Anthropologists call this open-ended questions. So yeah. yes, yes. Yes. Oh, Dominique, I'm learning so much from you today. And I'm
0: seeing so many new, amazing things for myself. Um, And one of the things we talk about is, you know, transformation only happens in action. So what are you taking from this episode to apply into your own life? So I'd love for all of us to answer that. But also you listening, Magi Nation, what are you taking into your life? And I'm going to start because, Dominique, you are so inspiring me. As women, we are not taught to take the time to look for what we want we're reacting, we are taking care of, we are people pleasing, we are codependent, we are doing all of those things to take care of everybody else. Like the fact that you took a full weekend to go away and look at what does Dominique want in a relationship, in a partner, and you spent the whole weekend focusing on that. Like, who does that? Nobody does that. I mean, Sabrina and I do that for our, what do we want to create for the year? But I've never actually... I mean, I've do it a little bit here and there, but like to like actually sit down and go, what do I want my future to look like? Like we do little pieces of it in meditations and like our perfect day meditations, we talked about in the last episode. And 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 what I'm finding is that when I've actually created those things, that they're actually coming to life. Like I got the perfect dog that I put on a vision board like five years ago, right? Like she's a perfect image of the dog that I wanted five years ago, you know? It's like things are coming, like the pair of shoes that I put on, like, like a way I wanted to dress. I have the exact shoes that are on my vision board. I went, why don't I just order them? And I ordered them, and I have them, and I wear them, and I feel so happy. Like, I feel like my wise woman is wearing the shoes of my future when I'm wearing them, which is like so empowering it. for me, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just, I I just feel like there's parts of my life that I'm not being that intentional about, where I'm not actually going, like doing the work to look at what, what would make me happy, what would bring me joy, what... What do I want my retirement to look like? That's always been a big, scary black hole out there of, I don't know what that's going to look like. So I'm taking on doing that work of like really, and sitting with, with my partner and saying, what future do we want together? What do we want it to look like? I have some ideas, but I don't have anything concrete. And to put it into black and white and then to tuck it into a roll and put it somewhere to like, okay, universe, go off and manifest that for me, right? So um, so thank you for that. I'm really going to take that on and look at other areas of my life where I haven't been as intentional.
2: How about you guys? What are you hearing? What are you going to take away from this? So actually what I'm taking away from this, and thank you for this, Dominique, is um what are powerful questions I can ask myself right now? What are what are the powerful questions I can ask myself in this moment? Um I'm sort of in a precursor stage to creating the big vision. At this maybe for the last 2 or 3 months I've been in a period where I'm really revisiting everything. Looking at everything in my life, looking at my undone shadow work and figuring out what I need to clean up in the next 6 to 12 months before I move forward. And what really resonates for me is remembering to say to myself, what are the most powerful questions I can ask myself right now? And so I'm going to write that over my dry board that's in my office right behind me. What are the most powerful questions I can ask myself right now? Because I can apply that to any particular issue that I'm focusing on at the moment. Thank you for that.
1: Thank you. I love that. I love that. So this is fascinating. So what I'm hearing you say is April, you're, you're going to do step one, Sabrina, you're going to do step two, because it's a process. So the first is you ask yourself, what do I want? You know, five years, 10 years, ultimately, what's the vision, depending on what it is we're talking about. And then you ask yourself the questions to say, how do I make that happen? How do I, what, how do I reverse engineer how do I work backwards from what I want to accomplish to where I am now? If you think of, if you think of a car and, and, and a GPS um and your GPS system, first you say, I'm going to New York City. I'm going to New York City. I would recommend you say, I'm going to this address, the hotel address, right? This is where I'm going, the address in New York City. You be as specific as you can as to where you're going. And then before you get in the car or when you get in the car, you put in your location or the car picks up your location. You have to know exactly where you are, exactly where you want to go. The more specificity you have, then the the directions come up, right? You're going to go this far and you're going to turn left. You're going to take this off ramp and you're going to do whatever. Now, as you go, you're going to see amazing sights and you're you're going to want to stop to see this thing and you're going to want to have dinner here and you're going to maybe you're going to want to stay overnight as you're on the journey you reassess do i still want to am i still going there am i still going to get there on the date i want or do i want to stay here a day longer so it's that constant um assessing and reassessing as you're as you're navigating as you're following the plan and at some point, you know, my, you might get to, like, let's say you're um, leaving from Toronto to drive to New York. You might get to the border and say, the US border and say, you know what? I don't know. Do you go through Windsor? You'd be like, you know what? Windsor's lovely. I'm just going to stay here. I don't need to go to New York. Or you're going to need someone in Windsor who says, I have this incredible opportunity for you in Banff. Let's go to Banff and then you just so it's a constant assessing and reassessing of and i say constant i do it every 90 days like i check in to see am i making progress is my plan working do i need to tweak the plan or do i need to tweak the destination right it's a it's a it's a constant thing or you know it's a regular thing maybe not constant I, I got to
0: say, I prefer your GPS over my GPS because my GPS would be like, just get there. I don't care what's in the way. Just get there. Just go. And I'm like, oh, where can I get this GPS on my life that I just want to go? I want to go here to there. But what I love is that you're open to the adventure of life in between. And that is much more magical in my world. So thank you for that. percent. I don't have to follow the no. GPS exactly as is.
1: And you miss if you don't. If all you're focused on is the destination. So this mm-hmm. morning I was journaling about this tip in preparation for today. And I was, I love analogies. So I was remembering I spent a week in Tofino for my 50th birthday, uh, six and a half years ago. And Tofino was on a, I'd been on a bucket list for like 12 years or something since I'd first been to Vancouver Island. And so it was a big deal. It was a big deal. And I was going alone because I was single. That was a big deal. If all I had focused on was getting to Tofino and not enjoyed anything between you know the the finding a place to stay booking a place to stay um booking the flights ha- taking the flight driving from victoria to tofino like if i hadn't looked for opportunities to squeeze the joy out of all of that. I don't even know what kind of state of mind I'd have been by the time I got to Tofino. But the whole thing was magical. Well, life's the same. We don't wait to, for the vision to come true, to be excited and to say we have an extraordinary life, even though the outcome we're looking for, the vision is extraordinary. Extraordinary starts now in this moment. And here's the thing to get super practical because you like practical. Mm -hmm. I know we've got a bunch of analogies going, so hopefully everyone's following. But when we look at my 100 list of, you know, who um, uh, the vision that I had for a life partner, um, I mean, if you say you want someone who loves to go dancing in nightclubs, well, probably you're going to want to spend more time in a nightclub than you are in the bookstore, right? So once you have a clear vision and you've asked yourself those questions, well, then you execute based on your answers, right? You don't you don't get in the car if the GPS says go 50 kilometers and and turn left. You don't go 50 kilometers and turn right, like not at first. Not until you now, maybe you go to the bookstore and you're like, oh, I actually really like books. Okay, great. So now we're gonna change the sausage. I mean, I don't know. But do you know what I mean? Like you, you live, you execute based on the vision. I think one of the reasons that resolutions don't really work, one is because I don't know how, like, we don't ask ourselves. Why we want what we want I want to lose 20 pounds. okay, well like why do you want to lose 20 pounds right? So if you don't ask then there's you, you've got to really spend some time and get clear on why is this important to me. But the other thing is, I don't think we I don't think we live into uh, to use the weight analogy. I don't think we start living like a a person who's 20 pounds lighter. I think we live like we are now and we think okay, that's gonna happen then. I'll live like that then. Right? I'll—I don't know. I'll wear a two-piece when I'm 20 pounds lighter. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll, hi, I'll, I'll I'll go out more when I'm 20 pounds lighter. No, no. Live now the way that person would live, and then your—I mean—that's the magic of manifestation. Is you act according to what you're trying to manifest. You don't sit in your lazy boy and wait for dude to fall from the sky. I mean if You've you're lucky he to, to you in action. a dream you'll <laughs> yeah. dump you in a dream but but even then you have to take action you know anyway oh. i'm you I you had about- to wake
0: up and you had to wake up and you had to send that message to him say hey i had a dream about you last night if you didn't send that message then you know you wouldn't be there right so yeah. you had to take that action step. So, Dominique, yeah. there's so much I could, we could talk forever and forever. As we already know, we always, whenever we get together, we just never stop talking. So it's, I'm so glad I could share you with the Magi Nation and share your joy and your passion and how you live so intentionally and create your life as opposed to react to your life. So Thank you for who you are in the world. Thank you for all the difference you've made to have people leave marriages intact and peaceful. It's so rare. So thank you for being that stand for people to co-parent in a beautiful way and to leave the animosity and the, the. Acrimony behind of fighting, fighting, fighting. So you are an agent of peace. And that's one of the reasons I fell in love with you when we first met. So thank you for who you are. Thank you for the difference that you are so passionate about making. We will leave in the show notes ways that people get a hold of you as and have you be their amazing coach, especially if they're going through a major life change like divorce. Dominique is definitely the person to
2: help guide you through it. Thank you. And Dominique, I'm so amazed. What you taught us, what you taught me today is a lot about manifesting love and bettering. You really did focus here on how to find and set the groundwork for a level 10 relationship, I did not expect that from this conversation. But I think it's beautiful, especially for the beginning of the year when there may be a lot of people who are thinking about what they want in their relationships or what they want in their love lives. So thank you for this gift. It was a lovely offering that I did not expect.
1: Oh, thank you. You know what? This conversation uh, didn't go the way I expected it to go either. Um, I love that the two of you together have created a space where we can have such um, powerful, magical conversations, right? I, As I said earlier, I've listened to some of these podcasts and the common thread through all of the conversations, even though some of the titles are so different, is that when we put three people together in a conversation, anything's possible, right? To explore what's possible. It's a beautiful space you've created. So thank you.
0: Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Dominique. Now go and take that magic into your day. If you really liked our podcast and don't want to miss another episode, please subscribe and or follow. This allows others to find us more easily and the magic will be multiplied. And we all want more magic in the world. You can also help
2: others find us by rating us and leaving a stellar review. The Grounded Magic Podcast is powered by Indigo Fires Productions. Sound engineered by Eric Tarot of Tarot Studios. Music composed and performed by Eric Tarot. Online business management by Natalie Gallagher of IOMI Digital. Founded by April Tarot and Sabrina Marie Chase.